Welcome to Uniquely Small Biz, a podcast where small business owners share their unique stories to inspire our listeners. Welcome to the final episode of Uniquely Small Biz. As our journey of meeting unique small business owners and hearing their stories comes to a close, I want to thank our listeners for joining me. In this episode, we'll be revisiting each season, hearing from all the small business owners and selective experts we've met, and highlighting some of the unique perspectives that they brought to our conversations. So get ready to relive some of the best moments of each episode. I'm Carolyn McArdle, and this is the series finale of Uniquely Small Biz. Our very first guest, Adam Shapiro, shared the learning curve that he experienced when he turned his home baking hobby into a small business, while Selective's Mike McMullen talks about some of the insurance considerations for a small business. And now it's, I mean, now it's like a business. It's insane. It's crazy because I think a lot of people don't realize the business aspect of it. Insurance and getting your license and getting all your LLC and and payroll and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah taxes it's it's been a huge learning experience and it, but in a cool way it's kind of demystified it for me a little bit to me you know i could see an exposure for adam that he should be thinking about is something relative to how does he protect his data his information and his you know i'll call it cyber risk cyber threats are so common these days i didn't even realize that mm-hmm. that was an option when it comes to insurance in episode two, we met Tobere Owe, a self-proclaimed solopreneur who shares some of the growing pains that she experienced while starting up her small business, The Petal Effect. Selective's Mike McMullen returned to talk about the important role an independent insurance agent plays for a small business. So just being a solopreneur has been quite It has been quite the journey for me, I would say, just realizing I need help. So I'm currently at a phase in my business where, you know, we're making money, we're growing, and it's time to kind of go to the next phase of, okay, hiring people and just moving on to new products and services that I can offer to better help my clients. It's um, funny, solopreneur. I, is that's my that's my new term. I have never heard that before. I love that. She talked about pairing the perfect flower with the situation and actually listening to the specific needs of her customers. You know, an independent insurance agent is going to help her in the same way using the same techniques that she uses: listening, collaborating, collectively pairing the right insurance solutions with her unique business. Sisters Hannah and Ariel Redmond joined us for episode three for a laughter-filled chat about Happy Box, their unique gifting platform. Hannah, what would you say your favorite thing is about running your own business? Yeah, I think um, my favorite part, it's going to be like kind of a weird one because it's, it's also a lot of challenge, but I love learning things every single day. We mm-hmm. Neither of us worked in e-com in the way we are currently working in e-com. We had to learn so much. We had to learn about fulfillment. We had to learn about how to run a warehouse. I mean, just the <laughs> consistent, constant need to learn and grow and expand and be creative and, solve, and solve problems. <laughs> Francine Love of Love Law Firm brought us some sage advice when she shared the three key people business owners need in their lives. Selective's Chalina Acosta shared how employee culture and a great work environment can contribute to a business's success. I tell my clients all the time they need to have... Um, three great friends as a business owner. First, yours truly, a lawyer, 
right? (laughs) Someone who knows how to keep them out of trouble. Then you need a good accountant. And then the third is having a really good risk person, someone with insurance and other ideas like that. So what advice or tips could you give to a small business owner about managing human resources issues? It boils down to making sure that you have an environment that people love working for you. And they feel valued, they feel supported. And if you have a great team and they all feel that way, I guarantee you, you're going to have some pretty successful business results. For episode five, I got to sit down with Kaylin Wissinger of Whisk Bake Shop. And we talked about why sustainability is an important part of her business model. And then I got to chat with Selective's Tracy Morado about why it's critical for a business to choose their vendors so carefully. So it's really important for me that our customers and the the greater world at large know that sustainability is one of the more important things for us here. We really like working with small vendors, small producers, small farmers, and that sense of community that it brings forth is really important to me. I think when it comes to your vendors, that's where you can really try and make sure that the people that you're doing business with are also following the same kind of core business model and sustainability that you are. Make sure you're working with good people because it is your business. You, you want them to be a good representation of you as well. We kicked off season two with Regina and Dom Pasqualone, owners of the Tiny Kitchen Candle Company. Regina shared how saying yes to an opportunity helped her get her products on the shelves of a major retailer. And then Selective's Kim Merrick joined me to give some insurance advice for a growing small business. So I got an email one day from from a buyer. And to be honest with you, I thought it was like spam. I was like, this isn't real. What is this? But it was very real. They just so happened to be shopping in one of the local shops that carries our candles and thought that it was a great product and asked us if we would be interested in participating in their local buyer program. So of course I said yes. How often should you be reviewing your insurance coverage? It's a great question. And I would say as often as your business is changing and growing, especially as you know, you're know you building that business out, you are exposing yourself to new type of risk that you may not realize you're entering into. So obviously insurance is not something you think of as you're expanding that, you're focused mm-hmm. on growing, but it is absolutely important to add it onto your checklist as you're adding a new distribution partner or a new product. In episode two, entrepreneur Tom Matani advised us how confidence can help build any small business, and Selective's Mike McMullen came back to talk about how businesses can prepare for the unexpected. Well, your motto is be confident, hold the pin. How much does confidence play in a role in your case of running a business, of operating a business? The motto that I came up with was for as much for me as it was for anybody else. You know, you don't start a small business and succeed by playing tentatively by making moves that are, you know, marginal, you have to go all in or you're not going in at all. And we know the greater the risk, the greater the reward, but, Mm -hmm. you know, by consulting with some professionals that can help mitigate some of the unexpected, like for instance, you know, accountant can help you understand the impacts if a financial investment doesn't pan out. Sure. Or an insurance agent certainly can help you understand how to protect your business from any potential losses. George De Jesus of George's Drains joined us in episode three to talk about how he's drumming up interest in skilled trades for high school students through volunteer work. 
Then Teresa Cates from Selective shared why training and apprenticeships are so important in the skilled trades. How does that feel to know that these kids are looking up to you and you're sort of a role model or a mentor to these kids? I hope that's what they feel. You know, it's hard It's hard to tell that way, but I mean, I'm hoping that at least some of the kids feel that the trades is the right choice for them. That's more important and they at least hopefully want to do and pursue working with their hands. And I love to see that because we have a shortage of labor in the construction business. And I think if you can get someone in an apprentice role, what I like about it is you can train them the way they need to be trained. But I think it's also important though, to make sure that they're trained properly and have a formal safety training program. For episode four, we sat down with Mike Shirley of Family Pet Health. We discussed Mike's unique approach to customer service for his veterinary practice. And then Selective's Jim McEwen joined me to talk about how customer experience can drive success. We have a desire to change the veterinary industry starting right here in Murfreesboro. What we're in the process of right now is proving that the concept of client experience, taking care of your team, number one, that that works. That's a good business model that will prove itself valuable. You know, by delighting our customers, we're more likely to see repeat business. It's funny you bring that up. I'm working on a blog today. It's on topic, but I want to share with you some statistics that I've been looking at today. Okay. 89% of companies that lead with customer experience perform financially better than their competitors. 63 of customers will pay more for a great experience. For episode five, we got to sit down with the whole team from Good Judy Garage to talk about what sets them apart from other automotive repair shops. Then Selective's Gloria Ellis talked about why she thinks it's important for small businesses to share their personal stories. What would you say the most unique thing is? Uh, Well, I think there's a couple of things. You know, I think that, you know, the way that we just structure our business and the service we provide is unique in the automotive industry. We, we serve a very unique demographic. And because of that, we, you know, we're structured a little bit differently, but also not just wanting to be a good business, but also being good employers and being, you know, a safe space for employees is probably just about as important to us as it was to be a safe business for patrons. And I think sharing your story I think is really important. So as small business owners go out into the community, we all have a story. We didn't just land and we're how we show up successful. I think it's important. They have such a unique story for them to share that story. They've done a great job as far as utilizing social media. In the final episode of season two, Mike Keith, the owner of the office coffee shop, shared his marketing strategy while Selective's Amy Cusack explained the basis of innovation. What is your strategy for marketing? Social media to us is really just like kind of the necessary game, right? That's really Mm -hmm. not to me a a market. I mean, it is marketing 100% and it's required, right? You can't get away without doing that. And then secondly, really, it's word of mouth. Word of mouth has really been a big focus. I get the question a lot about how much is it market research and how much of it is it intuition? And so we always say we like to play in the space where there's more unknowns than knowns. And solving for those unknowns is the basis of innovation. And it needs a little bit of intuition to get off the ground. Season three kicked off with Christine Allen from Mopuis Bakery. Christine and selective Cindy Heismeyer shared their thoughts on pride, passion, and purpose in small business. How does it feel for you to be a woman-owned business? You've got to be so proud. I'm a Jamaican, Jamaican born. <laughs> that came no here and worked hard and 
yeah. had this, it wasn't even a dream of mine to open a bakery. That wasn't a thought in my head, but just because of circumstances. And mm-hmm. I am, you know, proud to say that, you know, I am here. I'm a small business owner and I am mm-hmm. living the American dreams. So like, what would your advice be to these women that are just starting out that have these dreams? It's passion, but it's passion with purpose. And it's when you combine those two, because sometimes there's plenty of things that we may be passionate about, but it really doesn't have a purpose. There's other things that you might be very purposeful about, but if you don't have the passion behind it, it doesn't really work. It's when you combine those two, you know, just like Christine did for Mopuiz. She had a passion for making sure that everyone was going to be able to have food around the table no matter what. John and Joanna Knoll of Switara Coffee joined us for episode two to chat about what makes their business truly unique. Then Selective's Gerald Carroza joined us to share his thoughts on a veteran-owned small business. What would you say makes you unique? I'd say what makes us unique are our employees. They really are incredible. The work they do is awesome. Our mission is to build community, and they do that every day by making these connections with our customers, by sharing our story about our practices, doing the awesome work that they do. That's what makes us unique. And I think the veteran-owned small business, when they see Selective, is that kind of company. They will be eager or hopefully we'll be eager to to come do business with us. We love small business, we love our veterans, and we're eager to support them in their business needs with, with insurance. Josh Lance, the owner of Lance CPA Group, shares what motivated him to start an all-virtual firm. Selective's Brad Wilson joined later to talk about the importance of a growth mindset. When I started Lance CPA Group, It was really on the mindset of, I think there's a better way to run an accounting firm. There's a better way to engage with your clients, a better way to use technology. And so, um, you know, I really built the firm to be fully virtual from the get-go. At my old firm, I was on the road 70% of the time, and I didn't want that. I think it's really critical for entrepreneurs, especially those who are the successful entrepreneurs, that they have that ability to grow, to adapt, to learn. And also surround themselves with people as their business grows who can complement their skill set and really help them drive that growth and success within their business. Tim Lowe of Your Next Jump offered resume advice for job seekers in episode three, followed by Selective's Carrie Martinelli, sharing how Selective's culture leads to employees being their best recruiters. Whenever we talk about resume strategy and how to market yourself, we always focus not on experience, or at least we don't open up a resume with experience. We always open up with the skills and the competencies because that is what allows you to transfer out. But our employees here at Selective are unique in their own way and bring their own set of skills and attitudes and overall culture to the organization, which ultimately is the best sense of gaining more candidates because it's more people that are going to jump on board and be a part of our successful family. Sisters Jocelyn and Brittany Ray Reese joined us for episode five to talk about breaking generational curses for women of color. Selective's Tim Abraham explained how the Black Employee Resource Group supports the advancement of Black employees. We are actively breaking generational curses in so many different ways, from like the angle of health and just like personal health and wellness, and then also from an economic standpoint, being Black and then being a woman. It's 
a very humbling experience because we're blazing the trail for Mm -hmm. women that are coming behind us and even just people of color in general. The mission of the ERG, and I'm going to paraphrase this for you, is to advance the diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, by promoting the individual and collective growth of Black employees through professional development and networking opportunities. We advocate to increase cultural awareness and promote the recruitment, development, and retention and advancement of Black employees within this organization. Season three wrapped up with Alec McLennan, the owner of Good Nature Lawn Care, explaining his approach to hiring people who share his mission. And then Selective's Jim Albee joined me to chat about the importance of training new employees. That came from people who are on board with our mission, championing, you know, encouraging us to do that. So I think it's way more fun to work with people who are into what we're doing Mm-hmm. And it's more fun for them <laughs> to be able to make their professional life something that you can feel good about. Yeah. It's great when you find employees that actually care, right? Yeah. That's, that want to be there. That's our second core value. I think it's the foundation mm-hmm. of everything is care. You know, that's important. The passion's important. But having a passion for taking care of people and trying to help people is also important. That's what causes us to try to do the best job we can. Yeah, I think training of employees in today's market has just become ever more important. And I would say the training and onboarding of new employees, whether they're experienced in their craft or not, is probably the most important thing that someone like Alec, who runs a contractor business, needs. Season four got off to a high energy start with a visit to the Fun Kids Dentist. This practice takes the customer experience to a whole new level. And Dr. Angie joined me to talk about their unique approach. Selective's Heidi Mastelloni shared her experience around the importance of creating an elevated customer experience. My team is truly the best. We truly enjoy coming to work every day and we've got to be on stage and be high energy for these kids. I mean, you really want it. We take pride in making it an experience. So from the moment that we pick up the phone or receive a phone call, they come in, check in to checking out. It should be a special experience and a really high level of of service and care. So we're energetic individuals and we genuinely love to spend time and, and treat patients. I think in those cases, it's important for businesses to show customers they value them in other ways. In Fun Kids, I know they do that via the videos and the nail polish. Uh, In Selective, we actually partner with our customers to help them identify and avoid risks. So that way we're partnering in their success as opposed to just providing a service. I love that. On episode two of season four, Melissa Crudwig, otherwise known as the bear of real estate, shared her simple rule for staying number one, while selective Sherry Wright talked about the importance of having a diverse team. How do you stay number one? How do you stay the best at what you do? Well, that seems like a simple answer, which is going to sound silly, but just doing what we say we're going to do delivering on what we promise. And we give our word and that's what's going to happen. Bringing team members in with different viewpoints and experiences makes your team stronger. It makes it better. Your team can fill in knowledge or skill gaps that you may not have. Be humble, be open, and know that placing the right person in the right role can really allow them to thrive. In episode three, we took a deep dive into branding. Adam Brackbill, the owner of Urban Churn Creamery and Selective's Brian Culler, shared their thoughts on creating a visual brand that reflects the true personality of the business. 
We don't use a bunch of different ingredients. We don't use a bunch of nonsense stuff. We don't use artificial coloring. We don't do crazy coloring. So the simplicity of our packaging represents the simplicity of an ingredients that we use, as well as, again, using natural colors, not like bright pink, not this other neon stuff. That's all, that's all what we've been about, simplicity. What you want your customers or your prospects to think about you whenever they see your logo or hear your company name. And then think about how you can start living up to that brand. What are the elements of your company that you're going to integrate to make sure that it's very obvious to your customers about who you are? So that you don't have to tell them so much that they know just based on the marketing that you've done and the branding that they've done. In episode four, we learned from Mike Lawler of Superior Shower Doors that if you want to succeed, there are no shortcuts. Selective's Katie Simmons shared why investing in your employees is critical to success. What advice would you give me if I'm just starting out? There's no shortcuts. If you want to be successful, here's the one thing I can guarantee with almost anybody in the trade industry. If you go out there and you learn your trade the best you possibly can, and you know the ins and outs of it, and you grind away as they say at it, you will be successful. There's no two ways about it. I think the biggest thing, and this is going to sound like I live in a perfect world, but hire the right people. It's really invest in your people, invest in the training, hire the right people, get them the people that want to work. And if you have the right people that surround your company, you will be successful. Our final guest on the podcast is Brandon Work, the owner of Authentic Grain. Brandon describes the range of emotions he felt when he became an official business owner and what it meant to him. Selective's Adam Snoke explains why every small business, even those that are operated out of a home, need to have business insurance. When you got the designation or the confirmation of your LLC designation, what was that moment? Because that is such a big moment where it's like, I'm a business owner now. Yeah. What did that feel like as a small business owner? I remember my dad was with me and I opened it up and I just sat it down on the table and I just sat and stared at it because it was like, okay, <laughs> this is happening. Like, this is real now. So Brandon mentioned that he started Authentic Grain out of his house. So from an insurance standpoint, what are the different exposures that a business might face working out of their home versus from a designated commercial space? So the first thing you want to remember, you know, when it comes to running a, a home-based business is your homeowner's policy, your, your standard personal lines homeowner's policy does not provide coverage for business operations. Over the four seasons of Uniquely Small Biz, we heard from small business owners across the United States, sharing insights into what makes them unique and how they found success. And we also heard from selective experts who shared valuable advice for small business owners, as well as their insurance expertise. I want to just say first and foremost that I have had a wonderful experience hosting this podcast. Every single guest that we had on this podcast and every single selective insurance representative that we had as guests on the podcast, I have learned something from. It has been my 
absolute honor to host this podcast, to get to know each and every one of you. And as I have said to most of our guests, I am so proud of all of you for all you have done. It's got to be tough to start a small business. It takes a lot of courage, a lot of planning, a lot of expertise, and a lot of passion. And every single one of our guests have that. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me for Uniquely Small Biz, presented by Selective Insurance. Insurance.